I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hey, welcome to episode two. I'm Coco, and I'm a multi-passionate creative, self-taught graphic designer, and hand-lettering artist. I'm a mother, a military wife, a daughter, a friend, all the things. But the golden thread that runs through it all is I'm obsessed with my creativity. Understanding it, nourishing it, embracing, allowing, surrendering to perfectionism, and creating space for ideas to grow and land. The more I lean into it and tend to my creative self, the more magic happens. And that's why I'm here with you. I want to create a place where you can come for a sip of creativity if you're feeling thirsty, a spark of inspiration if you're needing some creative fire, and permission to play and rest and seek the things that delight you. You are welcome here just as you are. You're worthy of all your ideas, and my hope is that as you come along on this podcasting journey with me, that I give you the encouragement you need to nurture your creative self and shine your light. This first season of the podcast is all about surrender, and I hope you find comfort in hearing all the ways that surrendering can help cultivate creativity. Today on the podcast, I have a beautiful conversation with Dr. Caroline Addington. She's a former neuroscientist turned Instagram marketing maven and podcast host. And even if you're not building a business on Instagram, this episode is jam-packed with wisdom because there's so much deep work that goes on and gets done as you build something and put your work out into the world. She shares how she moved from a major career in neuroscience that was draining the life out of her to building something beautiful that serves entrepreneurs through what she calls love-based marketing. I used to consider her a digital mentor, but now she's more of an internet pal and friend, and this conversation really nourished my inner creative. I hope it does the same for you. And without further ado, let's dive into our conversation. Totally. So I, I mean, my name is Dr. Caroline Addington <laughs> and I've had a winding path, um, moving from science life, you know, engineering and neuroscience into marketing, content creation, all things organic marketing and social media. And at the core of what I really do, if I had to boil it down to its essence, it's really focused on helping people know that they can just be themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was that hoping that you would is, say that. Yeah, yeah, a totally viable way to be in the world and a really wonderful way to be in the world. And also helping people, one of the other things that I'm really passionate about and really teach is shifting this idea around marketing, you know, from this old school, icky, weird, scarcity, fear-based thing that, you know, is kind of in the collective into a a loving space. You know, you can market 
with love, through love, um, you know, I call it love-based marketing, uh, which may sound cheesy, but it's super real. So you can market in the world in a way that creates really meaningful and uplifting change within your community. So that's the essence of, of what I do. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I'm completely on board. I've listened, I've officially listened to all your podcast episodes. I've been working through it through the winter. And so I get that like badge on my sash. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's an accomplishment. We're almost at a hundred. Like that's a bunch of hours. (laughs) I know I'm also a stay at home mom. So, um, there's a lot of hours that just (laughs) need, just need one earbud just one earbud, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I guarantee you, I did this while I was, um, folding laundry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yes, I think, you know, your substance of your content is so, uh, so easily, you, you always say it too. And I, I love a woman who can identify her strengths really easily. Um, so you're really good at taking science and making it understandable. That's one of your strengths for sure. So, so that part of your content is so helpful and very useful and very applicable, but yes, what you bring to this world is just utter permission to just be your full self. And I find it interesting learning about you, um, knowing where you came from in science and understanding just how, I mean, I just visualize you in like a pantsuit. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or like. <laughs> And just like my how, lab coat was tie dyed. Uh, was it really? Oh, that's yes. wonderful. I would love to see we that. Were rebellious. <laughs> that's so great. So will you take us through how you moved from um, being in the sciences all the way to kind of where we are and how, you know, I'm, I'm guessing creativity and surrender have a, a big role to play in that. Totally. So cool. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll hit the high points because it's definitely a winding journey, sure. but Um, I mean, surrender right out of the gate, like surrender and creativity were right out of the gate. Um, because when I first decided to leave science, like when I, when I first made the decision, I was on a vacation with my sister for a scandalous amount of time (laughs) for the lab that I was working in, like to take a three week vacation at the time was like, (gasps) so I was on this vacation and slowly over the course of this vacation, a lot of the physical manifestations of my chronic stress started to subside. And I came back into the lab and they all smacked me in the face at once. And I was like, whoa, holy moly, like, this is not okay. My body is rebelling. So leaving the decision to leave science was a massive act of surrender in and of itself, because here I had spent like the better part of a decade building, like pouring a lot of blood, sweat and tears into an area of life where I thought I was going to like do that for decades, you know? And at the time, my sense of identity was like really, really wrapped up in being a scientist. And it was like, if I'm not a scientist, then who am I? Well, I don't even have any other skills. What am I going to do? So like the decision to leave in the first place was a huge act of surrender because um, I had to let go of who I thought I was and, and what I thought life was going to be and just kind of step into the void. And that always comes with insane amounts of creativity because now you're, you're wandering around in the unknown. You got to right. get creative. Right. <laughs> so my first business was an athletic wear company that totally, totally tanked. And that was like a really, ch- that was a really challenging time. I had a lot of shame around that. Um, I disappointed a lot of people. It was a very hard time. Um, And 
there was so much creativity in that time actually, because I had to figure out how the heck I was going to like make things work and how I was going to dig myself back out of this like struggle bus that I was in. Um, and through all of that, I was, I was always great at building community around things and then communicating in a way that would get people on board for a mission, you know, and that continued to get reflected back to me and reflected back to me. And at the end of the day, that's marketing. Like marketing yeah. is having an idea that creates change and then communicating that in a way where your community is like, oh yeah, like we can do this. I can do this too. Let's go. You know, like that's great marketing. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, I have a question. I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, when you were on vacation and, and, and decided you wanted to transition from science, did you already have an idea that you like, that was kind of the vehicle to get you out? Or was it like, you were just, I can no longer, you were at your limit. You were like, I can no longer sabotage my health or however you saw it. Yeah. You were like outgrowing that. Totally. Totally. I, I mean, when I was making the, cause that vacation was the first time that I had any time and space for a long time and creativity likes time and space and like sure. emptiness. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Which is why you get like, everyone gets ideas in the shower and like, everyone's like, I can't believe it. I have my best ideas in the shower. And it's like, but don't you understand what's happening in the shower? You're not doing anything else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The mental gatekeepers are like are not at the party so that you can like let the flow happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was working like 60, 70, sometimes 80. There was one, there was a stretch of two weeks where I worked over 200 hours in two weeks. So I was working a lot. That was like pretty much all I was doing was working and then numbing and then working and yep, then numbing. Yep. But there wasn't a whole lot of space for creativity. And like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of space for feeling like I could, or at least I wasn't, this is a better way to say it. I wasn't prioritizing my creativity mm. at that time. I wasn't creating the space for it. So, you know, the idea came after I actually left. And like, after I started to create that space um, and I got a like, you know, had a little bit of startup and like capital money to go do the things. And that was really when, once I actually like created the space to leave <laughs> and like, you know, decided to make, make the jump and leave was when the ideas started flowing. Cause then, then they actually had a, an outlet. They had a place to come in, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel about creativity. So, uh, just to catch you up, I am very solidly in the camp of believing that everybody has a creative self. I think we have three selves. I think we have a physical self that we have to tend to a mental, social, emotional health that we have to, um, tend to. And then I think that there's this third self. And I do believe that you can exist without tending to it. But when you start tending to it and you see it, it is not artistic ability. It's not a painting or like a specific thing. It is a, it is a part of uh, us as humans that I feel like that's how we've gotten to where we are is because of our creativity. You can tell you're a podcaster because you are not in your head like a boss right now. <laughs> I've heard, yes, I feel like I totally. had to bring that in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, so like the first few times I did an interview, we were having like a regular conversation where like, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went back and listened to the audio and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so garbled. So now I'm just like a bo- fucking bobblehead. <laughs> right. So I believe that we all have this creative self and the more we tend to it, it's kind of like, um, compost. Right. And it's not that we're just putting in, um, like creative quote unquote, creative tasks or painting, or like the, the thing that you would think is creative. It's, I think it's throughout your day, creating little moments of like, say it's like you create a little vignette in your space that delights just you. I think it's a delighting of yourself. Totally. Right. I 5,000% agree. And all the different things that it feels like you don't necessarily, doesn't necessarily belong in this compost, like a, you know, banana peels and, and like leaf litter and like all this stuff. And then, and yet it creates the most beautiful place for ideas to come and grow. And then the more you do it, the more you let the universe, however you feel, you let ideas know that they are a safe, you are a safe place for them to come and grow and not just get lost and, and shriveled up and died. So that's how I feel. And so I was wondering, what are a couple things that you do that just completely delight you? You don't do it for anybody else. It's just for your like delightful nourishment. Oh my goodness. So many things. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So many things. And that, that wasn't always the case, which is important to acknowledge. Yeah. This day, these days, so many things, plants. I love taking care of my plants and like loving up on my plants. That is such a delightful, joyful thing. Um, seeing their growth, you know, like I, I just, I love taking care of the plants. I love, like you were saying, creating spaces in our home. So like right now I'm in the midst of actually like reorganizing my little office space of moving things around. So you can see like my bookshelf is like moved around and empty right now. So like we're in the midst, I'm in the midst of like recreating this space, which is just a totally for funsies creative thing. Oh, I was um, going to ask you, is it, cause I tend to do things like that move my space around when I'm coming up to like something I need to pour my energy into or a transition or something. That's just how I use it. I'm just curious in your life, if it's just something for joy, or if you kind of feel it coming at a time that you're transitioning into something new or up-leveling or something. Sometimes mostly the rearranging spaces is just for fun. The Mm. creative outlet that happens when I'm up-leveling is in my fashion. That's cool. where I get really, yeah, that's my like, whenever I feel a new chapter coming on, I'll like, I like to express it through what I'm wearing. So I'll go, I'll go, you know, welcome in new fam members to the closet. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really wonderful. Yeah. I find that the more I, this is kind of a new thing for me. I've always been creative, quote unquote creative, but actually feeling so empowered to delight myself. And then not only that, but it is like also seeing the abundance and overflow that is created from that effort. It's just incredible for me. And the more I do it, the more I, the more ideas I have and the more the ideas have a place to go and grow and build. And so my message here on the podcast is just to um, help people understand that they are worthy. Okay. So I'm a stay at home mom and I come from um, 
some deep programming of productivity and, you know, like everything has to be done and done well and done from scratch. And like, you know, we rest when there's time, if there's time and I'm trying to flip it on its head. And it just occurred to me. Um, I mean, clearly I'm trying to build a business here and what is it good for? if I don't have anything left in my tank for the, the humans that, that I exist with, you know? So to be able to nurture my creative self and create beautiful work and help other people to, to know that they're worthy of doing that as well, whatever that work might be, it might be baking bread. It might be roller skating. Like it literally doesn't matter as long as you find what you like. And, and I feel like it's an endlessly seeking it's the, it's endless. If you can keep seeking, like, you know, right now, uh, for you, you know, your, your fashion helps you up level, um, in another season of your life, it might be something else, you know, and just to always allow yourself to have that, that permission to just, just be a creative being. I feel like there's, there's too much of like a, either you are creative or you're not. And, and I tend to get it like people are like, oh gosh, you're so creative. I just, I'm terrible at it. And it's like, what does that even mean? You I don't know? think that that's such a thing. Like we're all creative and we're all constantly creating, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are, we are always all creating. <laughs> we're always all being creative. It's just whether or not we're acknowledging it, whether or not we're choosing to be conscious of it and work with like work in collaboration with it or you know, resist the whole process. Yes. (laughs) We're always all creating. (laughs) Yeah. That's what being, I feel like a human is, is we're constantly creating and tuning in to what delights me on a consistent basis allows me to create, even if it's dinner for my children or my family or making my bed or whatever it is, the stuff that has to get done, I can still delight myself because I know that there's something there. I'm trying to put words around it, but there's something there when, when we've, we give ourselves permission to delight ourselves. Oh, totally. All the time, like constantly every day, because that creates, I think for a lot, a lot of women, they there's, it's like everything else needs to get done and we come last. And when you flip it and you fill your cup up first, I mean, I know fill your cup up, self-care, all that kind of stuff, but I take it to, I'm taking it to another level where I'm like, everywhere I look in my house or in the, like I live in the woods and like when the, sometimes in the afternoon, the light comes through the trees, like just perfectly. And somehow it makes it all the way through all those branches and like catches me, like as I'm walking by a window and I like pull back and I'm like, wow, that was just for me. Like that was just for me. And collecting those moments over days, over weeks, over years is just it's as cheesy as this sounds. It's the fastest way to live an inspired life. It is fulfillment. Like the, those moments where you give yourself the gift of delighting yourself, you know, they come in a million different ways. It could be as simple as like the sun coming through the window. It could be something that you deliberately orchestrate where you go and you rearrange your space. It could also look like, you know, a moment where you're faced with a hard, scary thing and you do it anyway. And it creates a sense of delight in yourself. Like it comes in a million different packages, but at the end of the day, at least in my experience, whenever I do something, not 
for anyone else, not because I'm trying to achieve anything in particular, but because I love myself and I want myself to live a good, happy, whole, fulfilling life. And I do the things that make me feel good because I love myself. Then that's, that's a good life. That is, that's the, the, those are the building blocks of a really sustainable life. And one that when you do that for yourself, you can then be there for everybody else in your life in a really meaningful and whole way where you don't need anything from them. You, you don't need, you don't have any expectation because you are taking care of yourself and, and you're able to just show up fully. Yeah. And totally. I think it's that, it's that it's like insulating yourself. You don't need to consume. You don't need to buy. You don't need, you can just delight yourself with what's here. And it might, you know, it might be that you're going to get something for yourself or, but, you know, being present with what we have right here allows for abundance because once you're grateful for this, there's just like, there's more and more and more. So is there anything else you can speak on when it comes to surrender and kind of where you're at now with your business? Yeah, totally. I mean, surrender is always a thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it never goes away. You know, it's like over and over and over again. Um, and one of the things that I've talked about a bunch, I'd say in the last week is like my, the visibility in my business, the visibility in my podcast, um, is really ticking. It's, it's undergone a big uptick in the last like couple months, which is exactly what we set out to do in one of that was the goal was increased visibility. You know, we were, we took the strategic actions and we did the things and, and yet, you know, there's always the mindset component. And so surrender for me in this red hot moment looks a lot like, you know, letting it be even messier (laughs) and letting that be okay. You know, like being fine with the fact that I'm kind of just strapped to the side of a rocket ship and I'm just holding on and that that's a beautiful place to be. And, you know, that you can share and surrender and continue to move forward as you're strapped to the side of a rocket ship. (laughs) And I think that that's like, that's a juju that happens. That's like a vibe that happens over and over again. It's just the rocket ship kind of changes, (laughs) but it's not that it ever goes away. (laughs) Um, And like surrendering to that being fine and that level of messy being perfect is what allows for the creativity to continue. It's what allows for, you know, me to continue to show up and do the things and move forward and take all the action because, um, and, and the inspiration to come through and the feeling of connection to the work to continue to stay alive. Like all of that is because of the surrender and the, the letting continuously letting go of shoulds and what it, what you think it needs to look like in order for it to be enough and all kinds of things like that. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, speaking of should, so the first season of the podcast has a lettering piece and the piece is called let it be easy because I have just found that in that surrender, I find it hard to get the work out of me. Like I can make it, but just fully, fully letting go of 
all the noise and just actually standing with my full shine, I feel like I've dimmed it for so long that it's an uncomfortable place to be. And not that I think my work is like, I know my work is good. It's this weird, like contradiction. Cause it's like, I know I'm talented. I know I've worked really hard on this and yet it's still hard to put it out there because I'm so scared that it's not that I'm scared of people being rude. I'm scared of nothing. I'm scared of the nothingness that, that, all this effort was for nothing. And I am trying so hard to just surrender to the place of just let it be easy and follow inspired action and just surrender the noise that's not serving you. It's not doing anything good. And all you're looking to do is walk towards something. There's no final big, like, yay, you made it. It's like, I want to live a creative life. I want to serve other people. I want to use my art to inspire. And this is just one step on that. And the surrendering, oh, but with the shoulds, um, I, so every season is going to have a piece of artwork, but I feel like I make it need to make like a sticker or something that just says like, fuck the shoulds because the should is so heavy it just is so heavy to me. I have a lot of deep programming with that word, but <laughs> the should is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, cause I think it's, it's the heaviness is beneficial, right? Cause it's pointing us. It's like, it's guidance. It's like, sure. Oh, that should feels like donkey dick. I'm not yeah. going to go in that direction. <laughs> right? Like, but that clarity, the heaviness is what creates the clarity. So then you're able to say, ah, yes, good. That is not my direction. Perfect. We'll not go that, that we'll follow the good, the good juju. And, you know, there's a book as you were talking, um, the practice by Seth Godin popped into my mind, such a good book. And, you know, if your audience is, is seeking to be creative and specifically creation and like creativity as a profession, I highly recommend that book. It's so good. It's called the good that ship the work. The, the, his whole concept of shipping the work is just, it's what I needed yeah. to hear in that moment. When I heard it, I was like, okay, you know how you yeah. can hear something a hundred times. And then yeah. that one way just slips in. It was just like said the right way at the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was made for you to hear that, to grow. And it's just like, now you've reached yeah. the edge and you're just ready to pop, pop over. Totally. Totally. And I mean, another, another piece that popped through is that feeling of, um, what if nothing, you know, like people can be, you know, grouches on the internet, but what if nothing, I think that comes back to that feeling of doing the things because we love ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if I put out a piece of content and it gets total crickets, or if I put out a podcast and nobody listens to it, that's okay because I was creating it from a place of this brings me joy and I love, I love myself and I'm going to do this because I love myself. And when it comes from that place, it's, it's so, so rooted. And the beautiful thing is that when it comes from that place, you can continuously actually receive the feedback because the crickets and the nothing like that's feedback too from your audience, you know, and you can use that. But when, when it's being created from this place of I'm, I am doing this act of creativity, not for any kind of 
outcome, but simply because I love to do it and it's what brings me joy. And so I'm going to do it and put it out there. Then whatever kind of feedback you get, you can be much more receptive to it and you can actually learn from it because it doesn't mean anything about it doesn't, it doesn't make it a failure just because it got crickets, you know, right, because right. it was already a success because right. of why you were doing the thing. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it right there. And I feel like, um, I just wrote a post. I did all my content last week was all about perfectionism. And I feel like I cracked at least my code for kind of going in the back door. Um, instead of holding on to, to perfection, perfection, I call myself a recovering perfectionist and, instead of being like, I have to get over my perfectionism or I have to like taking kind of like a more masculine approach to it, softening into it and just actually focusing on what delights me, like just completely not even trying, trying to deal with the perfectionism, but letting it go completely, surrendering it completely and doing things with that have the higher purpose of delighting me and knowing that what I'm making is, is beautiful to me. It literally made it evaporate. Like it's making it evaporate. There's no room, all that stuff that I'm like, all that adoration that I'm having for myself for my creative self is, it feels like it's taking up the space in my brain that perfectionism used to be. And there's just no room for it, you know? Cause when I'm delighted, I know that I have great taste. At least my, t- I like my taste. Let's say that I like my taste. I think I have great taste when it comes to creating things. And that's, that's great. So my mantra this, this kind of season is it's great enough because I being like a graphic designer, I can like tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak. And my husband would say like, it's good enough. Right. And I'm like, good enough still doesn't good enough to me, whatever programming I got, like, I don't like that phrase. It doesn't feel like it is enough. It feels like it's, there's some still lack in there. And I just switched it to it's great enough. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, this is done. It is great enough. It's Mm. great enough. So I've been trying to take different approaches instead of like strong arming my, my, you know, like inner critic, I'm just looking to adore myself and delight myself. And it's a hundred percent working a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Well, totally. Cause like, you know, I think that like, there's this misconception about like perceived flaws, right? That flaws are something bad, something that needs to be fixed, something that needs to be focused on and tinkered with until it's better. Yeah. But that's just a bunch of baloney. Yeah. <laughs> like flaws are, are, I remember reading this line in one of my favorite books, um, that is that flaws are our greatest assets in development, right? Like they are the things that are so unique and beautiful to us. And like, for example, part of the way that I often teach, um, if I'm creating like a digital course or something, I don't really like to like record the things beforehand. I like to teach them live. And and I would always like poop on myself (laughs) for feeling like resistance to creating these slides and doing these things. And that's fine. You know, like that's one way to do it. And sometimes I do it that way and that's fine. And 
when I teach things live, they're so much better and that's perfect. And that's wonderful. And that's not procrastination. That's like doing it in a way that's true for me. Right. So I think that like a lot of the times we get down on ourselves because of all the things that we think need to be fixed, whether it's perfectionism or procrastination or, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is, but realistically, it's like, those are actually the things that are helping us be the most ourselves. And when we just let them be and accept them and embrace them and then start playing with like, what would it be like if this just wasn't even an, an issue and it was just a part of who I am and that was fine. Yeah. And it like opens the floodgates to all this really, really rewarding and stuff that you can create. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Let it be easy. That the, let it be easy started back in December Coco. And this might sound a little crazy, but like my real name is Courtney, but Coco came to me, um, this whole kind of concept of being this creative guide landed with me. It was when I was taking a real time out with some family members that were sucking all of my time. And in that silence, right in that space, it just, it was all, it was like a glimpse behind the curtain. And I was having this moment one day of, I always was down on myself over the idea that I was always trying something new. You know, Marie Forleo unlocked the concept of multi-passionate for me. And that kind of like shifted something big in me. It was like a permission that I was allowed to be multi-passionate. Like it was positive, you know, but for the longest time, I felt like I was always trying to start things. I was always like, I'm going to do this morning routine, or I'm going to do this workout, or I'm going to do this. And, and then of course, like inevitably it doesn't, I'm just not one of those people that can like my father-in-law brushes his teeth three times a day, because that's what his dentist said 75 years ago. And he still does it. You know, he hurt his back, like 15 years ago, and he still does all the stretches every morning. You know, I wish I could be that way. It's just not who I am. And I would always give myself a hard time about starting something and stopping and starting something and stopping. And then one day it just occurred to me that that is what I'm good at. I'm good at sparking my own creativity because I was like, what happens when you fall off? Is it falling off the bandwagon or is it creating space for something more, because that's what it always ends up being. It's like, oh, I want to do these morning pages. And then eventually I get to an edge where I'm just like, I actually want to take this time to do this instead. And that inspired action yields so much more beauty than trying to force a habit. And then I realized I was like, oh, challenges are like my jam, you know? And then once I saw that as my gifting as one of like my special superpowers, I was like, oh shit, I can just see it. Like it was just like community challenges, like like, like it was all there, you know? So I'm trying to take my, the things that I thought were flaws and just see that, just let it be easy and be like, well, what does that actually mean? Like when we take the negative thoughts away, like what is just there? What are the facts, you know? And it was, it's been a beautiful like unveiling and I'm just all in a hundred percent. This conversation is so nourishing, but let's take a quick ad break and we'll get right back to it. The theme of the first season of the podcast is surrender. 
Often I find myself holding on super tight to challenging times and unknown outcomes, especially when it comes to my creative life. Getting this podcast out into the world has been one of the most challenging things I've ever done. And through it all, I kept hearing the phrase, let it be easy. Whether I was navigating a demanding personal relationship or struggling with old perfectionistic programming, I asked myself, what's the easiest way to get the outcome I'm seeking? How can I let it be easy? And as I used this mantra over and over again, and as the inspiration for the theme of surrender came through, it felt so aligned to create a piece of artwork to go with this season. And sketch after sketch, iteration after iteration, it has come to life one paint stroke at a time. I'm so unbelievably proud of this piece of artwork and thrilled to be able to share it with you. It's live in my print shop over at CocoTheInspirationist.com. Please check it out. I painted it by hand with India ink in a style new to me. When I sat down to practice how I would take this sketch into its next version, it just poured out. The letters that fit together just right, the detailed leaves that curve and fold, it's just so gorgeous. So if you want to support this podcast, and more importantly, if you feel called to bring the vibration of this mantra into your physical world, go grab yourself a signed copy. I'm offering them in 8.5 by 10 and 11 by 14. No custom framing needed. I wanted to let it be easy all the way through to framing and hanging. And if you do end up purchasing a print for yourself, my hope for you is this. Frame it and hang it in a space in your home where you can see it every day. On your way to the kitchen or as you're getting yourself ready for that day, put it somewhere with intention. Somewhere it will delight you and encourage you to raise your vibration every time you see it. Remember that it was created for you with a loving and joyful heart and let that resonate and ripple out into your day. I've been trying to think about how I found your podcast and I can't remember. So you just like floated into my orbit and have been there ever since. Um, You are a light that shines so brightly and I just appreciate your, uh, I know you get this a lot, your energy, but I appreciate your commitment to your authenticity and you give me permission to just stand fully. And I, I I also love your content because it helps me, um, it helps me understand how to get my message through in the most effective way. So yeah, uh, uh, thank you for that as well. It's very, very helpful. And so I, I suggest everybody check out your podcast. Congratulations for breaking the top 100 in what is it? Marketing and business Yeah, like marketing in the U S yeah. And thank you for those kind words that that means so much. Cause that's why I do the things is for people to know, like I was saying at the very beginning to know that it's totally safe to be yourself <laughs> and that your, your message is important. And um, can be shared in a way that creates change. So thank you for sharing. Yes. That well. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is, this is great. And, um, I do want to acknowledge that this is the first season and thank you for saying yes to that because, you know, it's hard to start something. It's hard to 
put yourself out there and then also rely on others to step forward with you. You know, it just, it's, it's a lot. What did you say? I said, totally. I get it. I mean, you know, I I know I've written about this in my content, but like empowered expression, the podcast that I do that just like you were saying, just broke the top 100 marketing podcast. When I started, it was like me sending it, recording from my closet and sending it out to the 12 people on my email list. It wasn't even on an actual like podcast platform. <laughs> so, so I totally understand like everything has an origin, you know, yes. everything has to start some at somewhere and sometime. And the beauty of it is like, it, that that's part of the that's part of the journey. That's part of like the, the beauty of the whole thing is that you get to then look back and be like, oh my God, remember when? Like, yeah. holy smokes. <laughs> I find myself. Before. Look at what we've built. And yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it for sure. Well, thank you. I find myself doing this like, um, like forward casting, like dreaming of the moment when I'm remembering this moment. I find I don't know if that has like a name for it, but I do it all the time. I do it with my friends. Like it's going to be so great when we're in some Airbnb, you know, just like living the life being like, remember when we started our stuff, you know? <laughs> so remember when we had this conversation uh, on the first season, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, totally. I do that too. I do the same thing. And it's so interesting actually. Cause like now I've been in my business journey for like three three years. Yeah. Three years. And so it's super interesting because I didn't really start to like play with that energy of like, Oh, I'm going to like look back on this until I started building my business. Cause like I said, at the very beginning of the episode, like when I was in the sciences, I was just like tunnel vision, you know? Um, and it's super, super cool because these moments when I was living them where I was like, I'm going to remember this. I do. (laughs) I do go back to them. And like, I vividly remember starting a coaching program and doing this like guided meditation, this like future self guided meditation. And the future self Caroline who came in to the meditation was like, so grateful to that version of me in that moment for doing the work and for showing up to my, to my life fully. And I've, deep, I have the goosebumps. I deeply feel that now, you know, I look back to that version. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. I feel so grateful to her because that was scary. And she did it. And like, you know, that kickstarted so much in my, in my life. So yeah, those moments when you're like, we're going to remember this, like you will, you yes. do. Yes. <laughs> and it's so real and it's so cool. Well, that's so awesome. Well, thanks for being here. I truly, you are one of the you people. I call you, well, now I, I think we can be more friends, but I, at first I call the people that I don't actually know, but have such an impact on my life, my digital mentors. So maybe <laughs> you, maybe you've moved uh, in a little bit closer into it, but I appreciate you just the same. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm super happy to be here and always happy to share the love. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you. How good was that conversation? She is such a light in my life, and I hope you really enjoyed all the wisdom she dropped along the way. If something really spoke to you, screenshot it and post it on your stories. Tell us what your biggest takeaway was and tag us. I'm at Coco the Inspirationist, and she is at caroline.addington underscore. Also, there's a few ways you can support this podcast that costs exactly zero dollars. Sharing on social media is a great way to help widen my reach and introduce new people into our creative community here. 
But the thing that helps the most is rating and reviewing the pod. If you're resonating with my message, please take a moment to leave a review. Algorithms are the new gatekeepers, and if they see people are taking the time to review, then they'll push this out to a larger audience. And when that happens, more people can start to understand that they too have a creative self and hopefully find the confidence and encouragement to shine their light and nurture their inner creative. Oh, and also, if you take a screenshot of your review and DM it to me on Instagram, I'll send you a free download of one of my favorite pieces of artwork I made this year, and you can print it at home. One last thing. Thank you. Thank you for being here and making it all the way to the end. Your support means so much to me, and if I'm being honest, I'm so so fucking proud of myself for getting to this point and you showing up here today proves to me that all the discomfort of pushing myself outside my comfort zone was worth it i hope this episode lifted you up and nourished your inner creative you are worthy you are enough and i'm so glad you're here see you next time